0: By holding space, I mean intentionally roping off a non-negotiable portion of time to slow down and be still. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Kindred Sage podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Brianna, and I'm so excited to share the wisdom of mindfulness, self-awareness, and energetics to raise your vibrations, re-examine your perception of self, and nourish the confidence to create an extraordinary experience here on earth. Are you ready to expand with me? Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Kindred Sage Podcast. I'm Chelsea. I hope you are having a wonderful week so far. And we're going to jump right into this episode, which is about how to consciously hold space for yourself. As humans, it's natural to ride the waves of emotion. Emotions are highly charged frequencies within the body that affect pretty much everything. They affect the mind, the body, and the soul. All of those emotions hold messages for our evolution, with the denser vibrations holding the codes for subconscious healing, which in turn expands, uh, usually quite rapidly. Emotions indicate frequencies that are attempting to get your attention in order to be consciously processed and released. How can you access these messages within emotion if you never slow down to have the conversation though? Holding space for emotional processing is a divine gift, not only to yourself, but to everyone around you. By holding space, I mean intentionally roping off a non-negotiable portion of time to slow down and be still. Because only in the stillness can we actually hear from within. And only from within can we release the density and allow our energies to flow. As you give yourself permission to feel into these emotions and provide space to process the messages that they hold, you inspire others around you to do the same, having quite the ripple effect in the frequencies in your circle. So there are two emotional energy occurrences here. One I call the ripple, which is that background dense energy that is just kind of humming in your life and you keep trying to ignore it um, and suppress it and it's just kind of ringing in your ear. And the other is the tidal wave, which comes on suddenly, your motivation is drained, your plans are ruined, and you're plopping yourself on the couch with some ice cream. Because that dark cloud of dense vibes just isn't going to shake. But I offer you a new perspective. What if you weren't meant to shake them? What if there's actually benefit to swimming through this emotional storm? What if this surge is a blockage of energy emerging from your system to be seen and released so you can relax into more flow. How would you treat the emotions then? Would you be grateful for their arrival? Would you be grateful for the purging of blocked energy? Would you consciously hold space for yourself to process the emotion, knowing that immense growth lays right on the other side? Holding space for me is a craft blend of cocooning myself, meditating, contemplating, and EFT tapping. I try to remove most distractions and lessen my energetic commitments so that I'm free to let the emotions flow as they come up, feeling them, identifying them, and releasing them with my energetic toolkit. And of course, with the utmost grace for my soul, because this is part of the experience, feeling the emotion, bringing your awareness to it and doing the work to release it is part of this experience. It's an important part too, because when I can thoroughly process the emotional wave that I'm going through, I show up to life humbled and in such gratitude for being able to transmute heaviness like that. And, of course, the expansion that always follows. Emotional processing is a cornerstone of our existence as sentient beings. Yet it's become extremely malnourished in these modern times of hustle and bustle, and also extreme expectations for immediacy. This habit of holding space will look different for everyone. Only you can define what it looks like for you. But as you do, I have these three elements to keep in mind. The first, schedule stillness. A daily stillness practice is beyond beneficial on all levels, mind, body, and spirit. But it's also the key to tapping into the messages that your emotional body is trying to communicate. I currently have two daily practices for this. My morning meditation, which is a non-negotiable, and my afternoon lounge on my back patio, which sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I'm not home in the afternoon to do it. But often, more often than not, (laughs) I am lounging in the afternoon on my back patio because it's just gorgeous and it grounds me. Both clear my mind and recenter my energy and reduce the external stimulation and unrelenting bids for my attention. That's a society that we live in these days. Everything is barking at us for our attention. Both of those practices that I do typically are around 30 to 45 minutes. Usually after my morning meditation, I also like kind of habit stack that. So I do my stretching and a gratitude practice. They're both very helpful in catching kind of the emotional ripples before they become a tidal wave. I'll say that again. (laughs) Having these daily stillness practices help catch the emotional ripples before they become a tidal wave. But the tidal waves happen and they come out of the blue. And if you find yourself in a big surge of emotional energy like that, I'd suggest taking a full day, if you can, to drop into your processing. Reschedule plans, turn your phone on airplane mode, choose a practice or two to walk you through the density, and commit to being really honest with yourself about the messages that are coming through. I think a lot of time when we hit the tidal wave, we've been ignoring the messages for so long that we're kind of stuck in the denial phase. Like we, we just don't want to hear the message. And it's in this timing, this apex of the emotional energy, that it is so important to be honest with yourself. And it also really helps to keep a journal handy for those type of days because not only does it help you kind of get those thoughts out on paper which you can read over and find gold and (laughs) opportunities within. But it's also amazing to look back on your emotional progress as you intentionally hold more and more space for yourself on a regular basis. Number two is invest in your toolkit. I mentioned that I use my energetic toolkit as part of my processing protocol. And I've learned over the years that it's healthy and very supportive to invest in learning how to heal, transmute, and nurture my own energy. Some really intelligent beings have developed tools and practices based on scientific functions and processes of the brain that are proven to support the awareness, acceptance, release, and rewriting of highly charged emotional frequencies. A few that I call upon during my processing are EFT tapping, like I mentioned before, that's emotional freedom technique, chakra alignment, meditation, breath work, and somatic awareness techniques. But of course, do your own research, try new modalities, feel into the resonance of what works for you and what doesn't. Not every modality works for every being or even every emotion. So again, be really honest with yourself and be intentional about finding a practice that helps you process and release the dense emotions. It's a big step to become aware, but the evolution takes place in the transmutation of the energy. So this is an important part. And then third, communicate your needs. In this age of immediacy and heightened expectations for constant contact, it's really important to communicate your need for space during this intentional time. You need to teach your close circle how to respect this time for you. Not only does this relieve the guilt and anxiety around not texting back right away or canceling plans, but it also gives your circle permission to take that time for themselves as well. It's a win-win. So what does this look like? It really depends on your emotional capacity. Most of us find little to no capacity to speak or interact with another when we're going through like the tidal wave of emotion or any other like big emotions, but When you release any shame around not knowing the words to communicate when you're in the middle of processing your emotions, that helps a lot. It's actually really healthy to refrain from allocating any energy to external sources like that, Uh, like trying to hold a conversation or trying to reply when you're doing this work. For one, it's rather distracting. Remember, we're trying to avoid distractions because you're coming into stillness and holding space for the messages that your emotional body has for you. And two... Heightened emotional states typically don't pave the way for smooth communication. I mean, think about when you're really triggered and you're trying to have a conversation and it's like you just can't think straight. That happens when we're in the middle of our own emotional processing. So tones, disconnected vibes, fear of being misunderstood or them taking it personally. So what do you do to integrate holding space without straight up ignoring your closed circle? I think you find a quick and efficient means of communicating that message. The message being, hey, I'm in the middle of processing some emotions. We're all good. And I'll reach out when my emotional capacity is back up and running. That way, no one's taking it personally. And they're not going to keep badgering you. I mean, hopefully, if they respect your boundaries, they're not going to keep badgering you and trying to get you to respond to them. (laughs) So what's a quick and efficient means? How about using an emoji? Or maybe a code word. I just had a I just actually had a situation kind of like this that spurred this idea with one of my girlfriends who was having her emotional processing time. And we had kind of talked about going on a hike, but there were no solid details or anything. So it wasn't like we were missing an engagement. We just weren't totally following through with planning the engagement. And, um, she was in the middle of that. And so she, you know, didn't text back. And when she did text back, she was like, Hey, sorry, I was in the middle of this. And I was like, Hey, can we, let's just like create our like code symbol, like our code emoji that tells one another, like, we're good, but I can't talk right now because I'm like feeling through a lot of stuff. And, literally don't have the emotional capacity to respond right now. And in my experience, this type of vulnerability brings you so much closer with that circle of supportive humans. I mean, how could you not love a soul who respects your energetic boundaries and understands the need for processing your emotions? All right, that's what I've got for y'all today. The three elements to keep in mind when consciously holding space for yourself and your emotional processing. Number one, schedule stillness. Number two, invest in your toolkit. And number three, communicate your needs. If you found value in this episode, please share it with your friends and family. It's a great icebreaker into talking about the details of what you specifically need to maintain your emotional wellness. As a budding podcast, I'd love you to the moon and back if you would leave a review and let me know what topics have been useful to you always humbled to be in service of your evolution. Thank you for tuning in. Have a meaningful week.